This is Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Intuitive Oracle Jamie Hearn. Jamie stirs the cauldron with witches, shamans, healers, psychics, and mediums who bravely share their power and give you insight into what conversations with dead people really look like. It's probably not what you think. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes macabre, and always informative. Hello, and welcome back to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. I'm Jamie Hearn. Today, I'm super excited to chat with Rebecca Williamson. She has fond memories of touring old historic houses with her grandparents and always looked forward to the stories her grandma would tell as they toured those houses. I can't wait to hear stories about your grandma. She sounds like my kind of girl, too. Though she may not have any personal ghost stories, I think she probably really does. The magical and enchanted Cambry house that she spent so much of her life in turned out to be a place full of paranormal activity. Rebecca thoroughly enjoys giving people their first paranormal experiences and is full of gratitude to the trailblazers like the original ghost hunters that normalized paranormal investigation. Woohoo! Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you. That was an awesome intro. <laughs> so tell me about your grandma and, and like growing up with this energy around you. So my grandma loved history and she loved antiques. And when we were kids, she was always like coming up with some antique that she got at an auction and telling us this incredible story about what it was and, and how she found it. And we were always going to um, old, old houses, old historic homes. And she would you know, like get permission from the owners to come and do a tour of it. And so like we're on our way to this house and she's telling us the history of the home. And then we get there and like, and then she's telling us more as we're going through it. And just, I mean, she just loved history so much. She just was amazing. And then um, like there was one, I remember we went inside and the home was in such a bad condition. We were like sitting in the basement and you could look up and see Dave through the roof. Oh, wow. <laughs> But but the story she told about that one was so incredible because um, there was a stream right there and the man had been panning for gold in that stream and found enough gold to make his bride a wedding ring in the stream right by the house. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, so do you think your grandma was, was a, a medium in a channel? Possibly. I mean, she definitely knew stories. And she just, when she got those antique items, like she just, she just had this attachment to them that, and, and would come up with these stories. And I mean, you know, in the 80s, we just didn't talk about stuff like that, that we do now. Um, and so I don't know, maybe, possibly. <laughs> I love that. So I was talking about this in the eighties and my mother was like, stop that talking to dead people shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so 
your grandma and I would have had a great time. Gosh, <laughs> you know, and you know, going to all these historic homes and stuff, I mean, she was always finding a new one to get us into. And, you know, we'd show up there for a day and she's like, oh my God, us into this one, you know, and <laughs> she had like, if she found out somebody old owned an old historic home, she was always like, oh, well, can I come and tour it, you know, and just all the time it it was so it's such a unique experience that i i didn't realize it was a unique experience growing up i just thought everybody else did that too <laughs> so i own a, a, i own a pre-civil war church that we've renovated and it sounds like that would be right up her alley <laughs> she would have been there she would have been there <laughs> absolutely I love that. So tell me about this house that you spent some time in when you were young. Is it is it the Cambry house? How do you say it? Yes. The, okay. So the Cambry house. Um, my grandmother had, um, when she was a child, this was a working apple orchard. And so she had spent time as a child going out there to pick apples. So um, in 1979, the house goes up for auction and she sees the auction notice and of course we mentioned her love of old houses <laughs> um so she she told my grandfather she wanted to go see it she told him that she'd really like to buy it and granddad was kind of like uh he's definitely up for going to see it but he's not really so sure about buying it but he's willing to go see it and anyway they get out there and he falls in love with it it's exactly the way my grandmother remembered it as a little girl there's just not many places you can say that about and so long story short, they bought it. <laughs> and then um, and they bought it and they didn't intend on living there. They loved history. They loved antiques. And this was kind of like an extension of that love was they just poured it into this house, preserving the history of the home. My grandma treated it kind of like a life-size dollhouse where she filled it with antique furniture and all those antiques and stuff that she picked up at auction, she put into the house. And we did a lot of family gatherings and stuff out there when we were kids. And so I spent a lot of time out there. It was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I love that. Um, so what, what things happened at the house? Like you, you say that there is some activity there perhaps. Yeah, there's definitely activity. Um, I know that, like, it wasn't really something that we talked about when we were kids, um, but, like, we had doors that opened and closed, opened and closed <laughs> when we were kids. And gra my grandparents always just said, well, you know, it's an old, old, old drafty house. Old houses do that. They have doors that open. It, it happens. And, you, you know, you don't really think about that kind of stuff as a kid. And then, you know, after I bought it, we, I actually spent the night out there for the first time. Like we just never spent the night out there because like when it was dark, then it was just time to go home. And again, another thing I didn't really think too much about until like later on, like looking back at it, it's like, you know, that's kind of weird. Why didn't, why didn't we go stay there after dark? Why did we always just go home? I don't know. Right. <laughs> um, and then, and then to get, you know, go back to the doors, you know, it's like, wait a second, that house is like solid. It's tight. It's not like, 
not, it's not drafty. <laughs> um, there's no reason that that door should be opening and closing on its own. And opening and closing, it, <laughs> again, we're back to, you know, coming back at that from a paranormal investigator standpoint, nothing I can do in that house will make that door open or close. Like, you know, opening various other doors, you know, trying to create the draft to make the door open doesn't work. Um, but it still does it. It still opens on its own and sometimes it closes on its own and <laughs> just it's its own thing. So you bought the house then after your grandparents owned it? Awesome. Yeah, after my grandparents passed away, yeah, I bought the house. It was um like we were after they passed away, we were going through trying to decide what to do with it as a family, and they decided that they were gonna sell it. And you're like, I'm in. <laughs> I know, right? So I was over there to like trying to help clean it up and get it ready to sell. And like the, the more the more I was there, the more I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want this to go out of our family. I was worried about somebody coming in and remodeling it, and I bought it. <laughs> yeah. I totally understand. I just bought a, a farmhouse that's been in my family since the late 1800s, and oh, like yeah. it, there wasn't an option to go somewhere else. <laughs> You get it. Yeah, it was, I mean, it, all the woodwork in the home is original to the 1860s oh, wow. when the home was built. Even the windows are all the original handblown glass from the 1800s. And so wow. like the idea of somebody else buying it, like one of the first things they're going to do is replace all those windows or the more we were in there working on it, the more we were like, oh, they're going to totally gut this place when they buy it. And it just, yeah, no. And just, couldn't let that happen. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. <laughs> I, I totally understand. So have you had paranormal investigators come there or? Yeah. What have, what have they found? Oh, all kinds of stuff. So um, when I spent the night there the first time we were hearing footsteps and stuff, walking around that whole night that we spent there. And I had a friend who was starting a paranormal team right about that time. And so I reached out to him and I said, you know, hey, I've got this little house. Do you want to come and investigate it just to see? And yeah, that was, he was like there the next weekend. He was so excited. <laughs> and um, and then, you know, we lots and lots of noises. Cambry is well known for noises. Like, so footsteps all the time, all the time footsteps. Um, the doors opening, closing, and, and then just kind of like random noises. Like you, we have a bang that sometimes will happen around three o'clock in the morning and it's really loud and I don't know what it is. <laughs> like it, yeah, yeah it's, it, it happens reliably enough that I know what it is in the sense yeah. that I know this loud bang happens at 3 a.m., but I don't know. I don't know what's causing it. <laughs> so do you live in the house now? No, I don't live in the house. Um, I live uh, about 10 minutes away. I don't live very far away, but I don't live in the house. It's, it's really kind of more museum than house. And, and I, I understand we don't live in our farmhouse either. Although my, I've spent the night there. I mean, I've spent my entire life spending nights there. But my husband won't stay there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and see, I have spent the night there after I bought it. 
Um, and my daughter, um, she was around eight, nine when I bought it. She is not a fan of spending the night out there and just will throw the biggest bait. You know what I'm saying? If I tell her we have to spend the night. <laughs> my kids haven't spent the night there, but my uncle used to live there and we were helping to take care of him as he got older. Mm -hmm. So one summer I was sitting on the porch waiting for him to get up so I could help him get his meds and breakfast. And, and I heard who I thought to be was him coming down the stairs inside. And so I went into the kitchen to like, say hello and, and get his stuff around and he wasn't up yet. So I was like, all right, got it. So I'm back out on the porch and I heard it again. So I asked my son who also was helping and he goes, you should try sitting in the kitchen when somebody comes down those stairs and they're not there in real body. Like, Yep. Yep. <laughs> been there, been there, done that. Yeah. Cause uh, the, the first night we spent out there, my daughter wouldn't sleep in any of the bedrooms. She insisted that the only room she was going to sleep in if she was being forced to actually sleep in this house, it was going to be the living room was the only room that she would consent to sleep in. And so we're like on a little air mattress on the floor. And, you know, my sister had been with me, she was upstairs sleeping and um, she had a puppy with her. And so she, in the middle of the night, she came down the stairs and went out to take the puppy out a few times in the night and like she walked like literally a foot away from my head to go out the door but you know I didn't want to get the puppy worked up I didn't want to get my kid worked up so I kept my eyes closed and like still when she went out and I heard her come down the stairs and go outside three times and so the next morning you know when I'm like oh you know your puppy did pretty good you only went outside three times she said puppy did great we went outside twice <laughs> said, -uh. oh <laughs> <laughs> got it <laughs> yeah <laughs> we we argued about it a little bit and finally kind of realized that you know I really had heard an extra set of footsteps come down the stairs and go out the front door and come back in and it definitely was not her <laughs> that's awesome and yeah. and I love when interactions like this they're kind of comfortable. It's not like they're creating fear or or oh, trying no, to. This is right. This is just their home, and they're still living in it. You know, it's it's yeah. a happy home. It's a happy home that they just chose not to leave. I mean, they were happy at Cambry. You know, Cambry was the Cambry family was a very happy, very close knit family, and they just loved their home. And you know, they're still there. They still love it. <laughs> I love that. So what do you do with the house now? Um, well, after I bought it, I said, oh my goodness, what am, what am I doing with this thing? <laughs> um, try, trying to explain to my friend this three-bedroom house that I'm never planning on living in with a little on the rough side. Um, <laughs> but I had, I've had some cousins that got married there over the years and so I decided to open it up as a wedding venue with the theory that if we've had a few weddings then surely I can host a few more um and so we opened it up in 2017 as a wedding venue and cool. so that, it it's been great um it was a very slow start though and um 
you know, we noticed that we are having that paranormal activity and I have a friend who hosts ghost tours. And so I kind of reached out to him and I said, you know, about this house, it's got some activity. We're thinking about doing some ghost tours. And so he kind of helped me develop like a, a ghost tour. <laughs> so we started doing ghost tours that first year and that went over really, really well. And so I host my own ghost tours twice a year and then it's available to rent for paranormal overnights as well. Awesome. That sounds so much fun. Where are you located? Uh, I am located outside of Nauvoo, Illinois. So for those of us who are Midwest challenged, <laughs> where in <laughs> Illinois is that? I know where Moline is. That's in Chicago. Yeah, That's I'm, I'm south of Moline. So I am right on the Mississippi River, kind of like right smack in the middle of Illinois. Awesome. So yeah. now that I have a frame of reference, I know right where you're at. <laughs> yeah, I'm about four hours south of Chicago, about three hours north of St. Louis. I'm kind of like right in the middle of everything. <laughs> it sounds like the perfect spot right in the middle. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> awesome. So what do people experience on these ghost tours? I want to come and do one. So in all transparency, oh, okay you may end up with me on your doorstep at some point because my husband's family, awesome. I know where Moline is because my husband's family lives in Iowa. So, there so you go. I'm out there. Yes, bye for sure. So the public tours, I do like a two hour tour. Um, I kind of give them some history of the home, a lot of what we've talked about and some more of the ghost gear stuff. And then uh, we talk about how to do a paranormal investigation. So I'll have like the equipment there and I kind of explain how to use it and um, how it's used in the paranormal investigation and what you're looking for. Um, so kind of like the ghost hunting 101 type stuff. And then um, I have a paranormal team that comes out and they've got all their equipment there. And so then you get to investigate with a professional paranormal team using their equipment. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Like, so, so the, a lot of the teams will experience, you know, getting to use the spirit box. Um, if you've watched any of the shows, you know, you can use the spirit box where you can ask questions and get answers and then just get a chance to get your hands on some of that equipment and try it out and see how to see how it works. And, you know, some, some equipment will work better for some people and so, than others. And, you know, everybody has their kind of preference of what they like to use. So kind of yeah. nice to have a whole bunch of different equipment there to try out and play around with. Well, and it sounds like it's a, a, a conducive environment to do that. Cause I've gone on a couple of tours and it's been so chaotic and frenzied with so yeah. many people that, like, yeah, you get to experience some stuff, but you're like, what was that? How does it work? Like, what's it, how's it all fit together? So no, it sounds awesome. I, I try to keep it as a more personalized experience. Um, I don't usually have more than 10 people on a tour um, just to kind of give you that personalized experience. This is a small farmhouse. So when you get more than 10 people in there, it, it gets it gets really chaotic and you're you're like was that paranormal activity or was that the other person on the other side of the room i don't know <laughs> so um yeah like i said i try to keep my group to around 10 and then yeah you 
you're investigating, but you're also kind of like debunking, like, okay, was that the other person on the other side of the room? Let's all be quiet and see if that was, <laughs> you know? Um, it just kind of, yeah, I like to make sure that it's a personal experience, that you're having a good ghost tour and that if you are experiencing paranormal activity that you know is paranormal activity and you're not sitting there wondering later on if, if it was or wasn't. So try to. <laughs> if you had to pick one experience that has happened at the Cambry house, that's like super cool. What would that be? Oh gosh, there's so many. <laughs> okay. You can pick um, two. <laughs> um, my son stayed out there for a while. When he graduated high school, he stayed out at the farm for about six months, almost a year. And his stories are the best. So I will tell, tell one of his stories. <laughs> um, he was staying out there. It was one of the first snowfalls of the year. So big, fat, fluffy flakes, the first snowfall. And I messaged him and I said, I need some pictures of the house in the snow. This is payment for staying in my house. <laughs> Go outside and take pictures for mom, please. And so he went outside. He took a couple pictures. And then he went to get something out of his truck. And as he turned around to come back to the house, there was a person standing outside at the corner of the farm, of the building. And the, they looked at each other and the person turned and ran around the backside of the house. Now, my son is assuming that there's a trespasser on the property. And it's, it's dark. It's just, the sun is just set, so it's dark. So he goes inside to get a flashlight and thinking that, you know, if he gives the person enough time to leave, they were already running away. <laughs> um, he'll just, you know, follow the footprints and make sure they're off the property. Okay. So he goes inside, he gets the flashlight, he comes back out and walks to the corner of the building where he saw the person standing. No footprints. Yup. And <laughs> He, he, I get the call and he's like, mom, <laughs> every time something like that happened, he'd call me and I could hit, tell him by the tone in his voice that something had happened because he'd be like, mom. <laughs> that, I mean, I'm sure it was a little disconcerting being there by himself, having these experiences, but I think they're fascinating. <laughs> Oh gosh, I know. They, they were so much fun. And then of course, you know, I'm like asking him like, okay, what was he wearing? <laughs> and how old and was being he? a 20-year-old kid, he was like, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> so where can people find out more about you in the Cambry house? Well, I'm on Facebook. So Cambry house, um, the website is cambryhouse.com. So C-A-M-B-R-E is Cambry. Um, and then it's Cambry period house on Instagram and Cambry house on TikTok. So I, I tell a lot of ghost stories on TikTok. Cool. I love, I love TikTok. Fun. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm definitely going to come follow you and, and listen to your ghost stories on TikTok. My most viewed TikTok is, are dead people watching you poop? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, people wonder stuff like that. Well, they do. They do. And yeah, I, I do, I do some like the history of the house, you know, like 
when it was built, the, the people who lived there do a lot of history ones, but yeah, people like the ghost stories the best. <laughs> yeah, every, I think most people have a curiosity about it because it wasn't readily talked about. Even now, Ooh. some people aren't open to talking about it, but I am. So I'm super right. glad I found you. Oh, gosh. And, you know, when I started it up at the wedding venue and then said I was doing ghost tours, I had so many people tell me that I couldn't do both, that, you know, people would be turned off for the weddings by finding out that it was haunted and that I'd be scaring people away. And, and I kind of forged my own path. And honestly, you know, a lot of my weddings come from people who come on ghost tours. They, they go on the ghost tour and they see how pretty it is and, and they love it and they stay. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I want to thank you for spending some time chatting with me and sharing the, these cool stories about this house that has a connection to your grandma, who sounds like just wonderful. She was. She really was a wonderful person. I miss her bunches. Does she ever visit you at the Cambry house? Occasionally. Um, she's not... She's not as chatty as I would like her to be, but um, there's a scent of like cinnamon. Um, so when she was doing stuff out there, she had like um, cinnamon brooms. She would fill the house with mm. and it would be really strong. And so, um, and of course that was the last time that really happened was in the nineties. And so anyway, if I get a really strong whiff of cinnamon when I'm out there, I, I I take that as a sign of her being there. And usually we'll get that like before I have a big event. If I'm getting ready for a big event in the house, I'll get that strong scent of cinnamon. And it's like, like she's and she's kind of, like, I'm helping. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, I would love to experience one of your ghost tours. I'll definitely connect with you. Thank you again for spending some time with us today. Yes, and thanks for thanks for letting me share all my fun stories. It's nice to be able to share with other people. It's fun. Totally, we love it. Have an amazing day. Peace and badass magic. Thank you for listening to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Jamie Hearn. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in. 